Welcome back, everyone. I'm Tony Brown, and you're listening to Firearms Cafe, the show where we discuss the philosophies of responsible firearms ownership, as well as the relevant issues and challenges that we face in the current gun culture. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Today is Saturday. It is the 20th of October, 2018. Let's get that contact info up and going here. We have the voicemail at 206-745-2731. The email is firearmscafe at protonmail.com. All one word, firearmscafe at protonmail.com. And that's where you can send me just regular old emails or any audio that you've recorded. If you go over to the website, you'll find buttons for Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. There is also a donation button there if you'd like to support the show financially. And the web address is firearmscafe.com. All right, let's talk a little bit about Oh, I guess politics. And I know some people like it and some people don't, but let's do a little bit of a recap what we talked about on the last show. Uh, And for a part of it, I was in, you know, I guess for almost all of it, I was in uh, Utah and uh, didn't know whether, you know, at first, whether he was going to get, he being Kavanaugh was going to get confirmed. Of course he is. And there's been a bunch of hue and cry. However, a lot of that stuff seems to have gone on the back burner, especially with the upcoming midterm elections and part of their strategy not all of it but part of it is saying that they're going to impeach this guy if they can take back the house and and uh, i don't know if that would ever get through the senate uh, but if they don't it's, it will be a very interesting midterm election to see what's going to happen uh, we had talked about before about if ruth gator uh ruth gator ginsburg bader ginsburg yes that's it anyway we talked about if she one of the things that might happen is that if the Democrats do take back the House and if they think that they can put enough pressure on the Trump administration to get him to put somebody in there, kind of a compromised person who maybe they're not super far left like Ginsburg is, but they can get somebody who's at least more centrist. And probably what that usually means is they, they tend to go for the most part with what the Democrats would want. So if they do take back the House, I would not be surprised to see Ginsburg retire. And that way that they could have at least a shot of, of getting somebody in there. If, however, they don't, if things kind of remain the same, uh, or, or if the Republicans gain a little bit more, look for her to stick around and basically die in office. I think that's the only way, as long as there is a Republican in the in the uh, White House, and as long as they have kind of majority in the House and in the Senate, I don't think she's ever going to go. Having said that, I think, though, I, I it's hard to say. It seems like that the Democrats lately have really kind of overplayed their hand. Again, I, I've talked before about they used to didn't run on gun control. They used to would say, oh, well, we're, you know, kind of blue dog Democrats. And you would have a few people who were maybe out in California, but you would have some Democrats who were in more what would be con- considered traditional conservative states. Uh, but they're able to go out there because they're kind of Democrat light, especially if you compare them to the party today. Uh, but even those people, it seems like they're kind of getting away from that as far as guns and saying like, well, hey, it doesn't matter what we say. When push comes to shove, we are going to tow the party line. And I think maybe before they didn't. Of course, the reality is all, a lot of this stuff is all just a game. So 
what they what the leaders of the party and it doesn't matter which party it could be the Republican party or the Democrat party if you had a person that was a Republican who was in a more of a liberal leaning state a lot of times if they knew something was going to pass through anyway they would let that guy kind of vote a little bit more liberal because then again when it comes time for stuff that they really want they can have that person vote the party line and so I, I think that's what we've seen a lot with a lot of these so-called you know blue dog Democrats that when the Republicans have sort of a majority, they will maybe have them kind of raise a stink at first, but then when push comes to shove at the end, if they know it's going to go through anyway, they'll go ahead and have some of their people vote yes on it, let's say a pro-gun type thing. And again, they can always go back and say, well, hey, look, I voted, you know, I voted for this stuff. You can keep me in there. Uh, But it will be interesting to see uh, what's going to happen with the midterms. Trump was in uh, Mesa, Arizona, which I am, I'm in the Phoenix area. For those of you guys that don't know, I do live in Arizona, and there was a pretty big turnout. It's funny, kind of getting back to the strategy of the Democrats. They've kind of haven't talked so much about Kavanaugh. That's, that sort of has kind of played out or maybe has um, borne all the fruit it's going to bear for them, I guess. So they're sort of going back to slinging mud at Trump and saying, you know, what a fool he is, what a jerk he is, you know, he's a horrible person. And again, I guess this is maybe that sort of that preaching to the choir or just appealing to their base. Maybe it's a reassurance of the base, but as a strategy to get those middle of the road people or to try and get back those middle of the road Democrats who voted for Trump in, in 2016 I think they're, they're going about it kind of the wrong way because they're doing a lot of the same stuff with the histrionics and the hyper PC culture. And they're alienating, I think, more of their kind of their middle of the road base that could sort of go one way or the other. I think they're also maybe alienating a lot of people who would maybe consider themselves independent and kind of. Maybe one day they would vote Republican, another day they would vote Democrat. And I think what they're doing is they're kind of pushing a lot of those people away. So again, it will be interesting. Um, Another thing with the uh, Supreme Court stuff, I think if, depending on how the midterms go, depending on how it goes in 2020, we, if Trump gets, if, if Trump, well, let's talk about the midterms first. If things just remain status quo, he probably will within the next couple of years may be able to maybe get somebody in the Supreme Court, uh, like I mentioned earlier, you know, with uh, Ginsburg. However, the, the biggest thing is, is that he is going to be able to push some people through and appoint some people in some of these lower circuit courts. So the maybe the ninth or the first or the fourth, that type of thing. Now, apparently there was a deal in the news I saw, and I, I just kind of very briefly looked at it, where the Democrats were saying that uh, they were going to boycott some of these lower appointments. They are saying, well, you can't do this while Congress is out of session. And apparently that was something that Feinstein had agreed to. So, you know, who knows? Again, they're always going to kind of raise, raise uh, hue and cry, and again, for both sides. And it doesn't matter what was said before. Uh, when something happens that they don't like, that's what they're going to do. They're going to cry foul and it's going to be the worst thing ever and it's horrible and it's not how our democracy works, all this type of stuff. 
again, with the sort of the attitudes of the left, it will be interesting if they lose come November 6th, meaning if they don't take the majority, they are, you're going to hear a lot of stuff of, well, the, the elections were rigged. It's interference. Um, the system, this current system doesn't work. It's outmoded. It's outdated. If, however, you and and if however you hear uh if the um if they do take it back let's say if they get some majority then you're going to say oh it was a mandate from the people this is what the people want this is how our government should work you know we've got a horrible monster in the white house and this is the people's will and uh, you know blah 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 so again, like I was talking about sort of their strategy of, of being negative and, and throwing mud kind of on Trump, I think it was uh, Ben Shapiro who said that Trump is a mud monster. And if you are a mud monster, it doesn't matter if people throw more mud on you because it doesn't show up. It, it doesn't make any difference. And again, it, I guess it just appeals to their base. So anyway, I think that's kind of enough of politics stuff. I would like to hear from you guys, are there any really super close races out where you guys live? Um, supposedly, like I said before, with uh, McSally and uh, Kirsten Cinema, it's maybe going to be a relatively close race. Uh, Arizona typically was considered to be a red state, red state, a red state, but it's starting to go more pink, uh, and uh, it's it's not going to be one of those things where it's going to be a purple state. I don't, at least I don't think not for quite a few years. But uh, it will be interesting to see how, how some things kind of play out. So anyway, I'd like to hear from you guys. Is there anything uh, in your area that's going to be really close? Or do you think maybe that there would be something where there's going to be an upset that would benefit us in the, uh, in the Second Amendment community? Do you think there will be more Supreme Court cases and more Second Amendment stuff that goes up uh, into the court now that they kind of figure out what they're going to want to vote on, what they're going to want to hear, that type of stuff. If, well, we'll kind of pull it more into a gun world here. Let's say that the, the Republicans make some massive gains. Are they then going to, or, or will we see things like the Hearing Protection Act? Will we see things like silencers, uh, with, with, again, with part of the Hearing Protection Act, come off of the NFA item list? Will we see things like short barrel rifles? Maybe, again, maybe they don't come all the way off, but maybe some of the restrictions are lessened on those. Maybe it's a thing instead of a $200 stamp, it's a $5 stamp. With, you know, with, with um, the rise of the AR pistol and the stabilizing braces, with things like, a lot of guns that you would maybe typically call a shotgun, but technically under the rules and regulations and interpretations of the ATF, these things are firearms. So again, you're seeing basically uh, firearms that have a barrel that would maybe not be allowed if it was considered to be a shotgun. Of course, it still shoots shotgun ammunition. You know, I don't know. I, I think a lot of this stuff just highlights a lot of the... I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. A lot of the uh, nonsense, a lot of the uh, 
Oh, I can't think of it right now. But anyway, you guys know what I mean. It really highlights the absurdity. That's probably what I was looking for of this thing with a pistol brace on it is a okay. And this thing with a stock on it with this different type of plastic is not, and you've got to have a tax stamp and you can't take it out of state without getting permission and all this other kind of stuff and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I don't know. It will be interesting again to see if Trump gets some people maybe on that ninth, ninth circuit, which is kind of Arizona, California, and some of the states out here, sort of what we would call out in the West and the Southwest and uh, some of the Northwest stuff. If he gets some less liberal people on there, will there be some more favorable rulings, rulings that would that we would see pro-Second Amendment at that level, and so it wouldn't go up to the Supreme Court? You know, I, I don't know. Uh, I think one of the important things that when we were going through the confirmation hearings with Kavanaugh, one of the things that he talked about, which has its ups and downs, but one of the things he talked about was precedent. Is there precedent set? Is there, has there any been, has there been anything that's been similar in the Supreme Court? Has there any been anything that we thought were the right rulings at the lower courts? You know, that type of thing. And that's what we're kind of going to go by. Uh, again, one of the things that I can't remember that I, I don't know if I talked about this on the last show. I'm, I'm going to, if I did, I'm going to repeat it, uh, but it, cause I do think it is a, a good point. And that is that for all Kavanaugh's other faults, for all that I do not like him, uh, on him basically siding with the government as far as privacy issues, as far as what of our civil liberties can be set aside for the supposed safety of the state. Uh, with all that stuff that I don't like, I did like some of the answers that he gave in regards to common use and in regards to saying when Feinstein was trying to hammer him on on AR-15s and you, you could easily have this uh, go down into semi-automatic handguns. You could have it apply to magazine restrictions. So one of the things that he was saying was that, you know, if you look at AR-15 and AR-15 type rifles, they are owned by millions of people in the United States. There are millions and millions of them out there. And it's the sort of the same with semi-automatic handguns. There are millions and millions of 30 round magazines for the rifles and, you know, 17, 2015, 20 round magazines for the handguns and that these by the ownership and by the use of them, either for self-defense or for competition or for hunting for any of this type of stuff, it does constitute under the definition common use. And so he would fall on the side of, well, you can't really say that these things are military weapons or these things are not something that lots and lots of people own. And so therefore it, sh it can be, it can be restricted or it can be regulated at a much higher level than let's say something like a bolt action rifle or a lever action rifle. And of course she didn't like that, but again, it, it bodes well for us in, in gun land. All right. Well, anyway, enough of that stuff. I think let's talk a little bit about some of my upcoming projects, and I haven't really been able to get a whole lot done with the 
AK stuff. Uh, I just have not had the time with us, you know, going away to Utah for a little bit of a vacation and then some other thing that's coming up and some other stuff, kind of family stuff that we've got going on. I just have not had the time to really sit down and make some videos and do some stuff like that. But I think one thing that I am going to do, I still haven't really seen anything or heard much from Full 30. I do see occasionally that other channels are getting added. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll go over there to watch some videos and see what's going on. And I'll say, oh, here's some channels that weren't here before. So I think what I may do is just contact them and say, hey, I don't have, you know, a ton of videos, but this is what I've got. You know, can I join? And they'll either, they'll either say uh, no or they'll say yes, or they'll probably say, well, maybe, or maybe in the future, who knows what they'll say. But anyway, for now, I like I mentioned before at the top of the show, I still am on YouTube. I have ported some of the videos over to Utah Gun Exchange. Again, with that, I don't know how many people are seeing that. YouTube is kind of the big dog. Uh, with Full 30, they could be the big dog if they can get the infrastructure and all that other stuff going, which I think they will eventually. I don't know that uh, YouTube will ever reverse its policies on guns because, quite frankly, they don't have to. They make so much money and have such a large, vast pool of other people that are going to them. Uh, again, they're one of the biggest search engines, so they're you know uh, all the gun stuff all put together is a drop in the bucket to them. Even if it was a full glass of water that you're pouring into a five-gallon bucket, well, it doesn't really mean too much to them. So anyway, I, I will uh, try full thirty, try my luck with them, and kind of see what they say. I have, I'm in the process of doing some of the, um, the other earlier shows and I'm putting them on YouTube now and let me know what you guys think. Even if you go over and look at them, primarily it's just there. So if somebody wanted to, that they could go and, and, uh, be able to listen to the earlier episodes. And, uh, like I said, Ooh, they're a little rough, but, um, I did get a, uh, for about $8 or so, I got a ultrasonic cleaner at the thrift store and it works. You know, I, I thought, well, if it doesn't work, it's only eight bucks. So, you know, I can throw it right in the garbage or do whatever, maybe try and rip it apart and see how they kind of work, that type of thing. So anyway, I got that and I did throw in my, uh, hammer and trigger and the spring and a couple other things in there and it did get some of the stuff off. It cleaned it up pretty good. And that was on the AK stuff. So uh, I am going to uh, continue to use that. It's a real small one, so it's not you, you're limited in what you can put in there. But I can put in, it, it will fit the uh, AK bolts and it would fit the AR-15. I think it's large enough to where it would fit the uh, the AR bolt carrier group. It may, it may not. If I strip everything down, it may. I don't know. So we'll have to see on there and see kind of how it does, that type of thing. So um let me see what else is going on as far as projects wise and as far as gun stuff not too much i've talked before about how we've out here we're, we're losing tons of blm land they're closing it off constantly to shooting they're constantly shutting stuff down uh, which is unfortunate and it doesn't really seem to be anything that we can do about that you know um so i you know i don't know that's one thing that I would like to see is maybe have some of that stuff kind of reversed. And if we could get the right people that were in charge of them, of those bureaucracies, maybe they could reverse some of that stuff. So I don't know, but it's sad in that there were several places where I would go out and shoot and they were, they were always relatively clean, but then all of a sudden it's just, Oh, they're gone. So anyway, I think 
that is going to kind of do it for today. I know the show is going to be a little bit shorter, but I don't want to just ramble on any more than I already have. Uh, and I don't really have a whole lot of new stuff to say. Uh, but if you guys, that's another thing, if you guys find uh, articles out there or events that are happening out in your area that you think you'd like to have some people know about, go ahead and send them in to me. And so I'll give you that contact info again, and then we will draw the show to a close. Voicemail is area code 206-745-2731. Email address is firearmscafe at protonmail.com. All one word, firearmscafe at protonmail.com. All right, guys, I will talk to you next time.